0: welcome back to down to a fine art we're a little bit rusty over here it feels like it's been a while since we've done an episode Um, i think it really has been a while it has been my sense of time has also gone out of the window so yeah we won't get into that right now yes i feel very um my brain's not quite engaged yet but hopefully over the course of this episode we will engage the brains because today we are talking about our (laughs) dissertation So, you know, a nice light, uh, not too academically heavy or anything Yeah. topic. Nice and gentle. So it's going to be a similar episode to... I think it was episode four, maybe, which was called Drink Every Time We Say Humanness. And that oh, was yes. us talking about our essays at the end of second year. So obviously now we're into third year. This is dissertation. It's the big guns. It's the last essay we're going to write, which is exciting, to be fair, yes. when you think about it that way. So we're just going to have a little chat, like sort of outline them and then have a little stress, but hopefully... It's a healthy a, stress. A healthy healthy stress. We're not gonna work ourselves up, we're gonna no. just so a place for us to get our stresses out, exactly. reassure each other, and then move on. Exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> um Also is you know I've been strangely in sync all day. It's very unnerving. <laughs> it really is. Um so hopefully that doesn't continue. <laughs> um now who wants to go first? I do you not know want I'm Happy to go first okay please do okay. i realised from doing that introduction that my brain does need a little warm-up okay that's fair so if um, you just monologue for a bit and i'll engage my brain by listening okay lovely <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense did you want me to like talk through the structure of my dissertation like what i'm looking at or did should we have like a general
1: should i, I guess... go through
0: what the dissertation is first whatever feels most helpful to you in that like I mean, obviously, I know a bit about, well, quite a lot about your dissertation. Mm-hmm. So, for the listener, a bit of context, a bit of explanation, but like, also, I guess it can be helpful to, for you to like explain it in whatever way feels most helpful. okay. If it needs to be like ABC, here's what I'm doing, or if it's like I'm exploring this generally. I might do I might do an ABC. Okay. I, like, I like, I think a good I like, probably will do an yeah. ABC. Okay, well, either way, I'll start with what the dissertation is. So, mm-hmm. obviously our dissertation is five thousand words mm-hmm. with is it ten percent leeway yes nice yes that's pretty self i don't need to elaborate on that <laughs> um, Got the stats all the way up yeah but, um, so that's kind of the rough length and like as for actual topic i feel like it's kind of a misconception that like because we do fine art we're doing our dissertation about an artist or an artwork or an art movement like mm-hmm. it's very art based it's really not. Mm, that's a good point. Like, we could essentially have done our dissertation on pretty much anything we wanted. So for me personally, my dissertation has actually ended up being, like, a mixture of science, art, and medical things. Mm. Which is, I guess medical is part of science, but, like, mm-hmm. it's quite, it's not overly art-based. It's interdisciplinary. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, obviously some people are like, there's a, I get the impression, like, there's a lot more art based than mm. mine but like yeah I feel like that's something that kind of pops up like a lot of my or some of my friends have been like oh it's like you're looking at an artist or something and I'm like honestly no that's like really not the point I'm making yeah. in my dissertation I'm yes. using artists in it yeah but it's not the point I'm making I think we're both similar in that in that we're like using artists I mean almost we're just shoeholding them in like yeah. we're using artists to talk about other things yes. rather than. but then again is that what art is anyway <laughs> I don't know that's too heavy too heavy uh, too I'm early not getting you've really gone for it <laughs> I'm early. sorry I'm sorry let's keep it light We can talk through your <laughs> dissertation and then we'll because okay. I'm interested to see how you're using your artists because yeah I think we have similar issues in that yeah. I also planned my dissertation and was like ah there's no art here yes which is a weird one mm. but also I don't think it's that like it's kind of predictable I think I think because... it does make sense yeah. because a lot of an art practice quote unquote is like researching other things other things and then conveying it or exploring it yeah. through something art based. That's a very good point. So it's like a dissertation is you're exploring things. It's just that instead of the medium of art, it's through the medium of writing. Oh dear God. I'm yes. sorry I've really <laughs> <laughs> No, I do <laughs> like that though. That's hmm. I like the image that I painted. Good. Should I go through my A B C structure? Yeah. Nice. I think so. Okay. Well I do not have a title. Oh same. I know some people ask for that. Oh I can't give it to you. Um <laughs> That's okay. Just just so we're clear from the start. Brilliant. But yeah, so like essentially, I annoyingly I've like stuck. I literally I have my dissertation structure like stuck up in front of me, but it's the lighting is not bright enough for me to be able to read this. So like, I might just pull it down. Come here. (laughs) Come here. Some live paper rustling. I won't be able to take that (laughs) out. Get a little. little. um <laughs> <forgot> to, anyway <laughs> um yeah so basically i'm i'm kind of like i said doing a mixture of like science art and medical stuff mm-hmm. um so i have my introduction my conclusion but i have like three chapters mm-hmm. um so each chapter will essentially be like it will have a specific artwork and like some research some texts to like go into it as well mm-hmm. it will have basically like a I don't know how to say this because I've been using the word cycle a lot, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm becoming more aware that what I'm talking about isn't really cyclical. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, I'm looking at endometriosis. So I'm comparing each chapter is like a stage of endometriosis in the sense that like, I'll go through them in a sec, mm-hmm. but like, you know, one of the stages is like getting a diagnosis mm-hmm. and that sort of side of things. And each chapter will also have basically like an area of... The natural world that humans have like inserted themselves into in some way or is damaging in some way. Which I know sounds they're quite strenuous links, however, (laughs) I have I've found good ways of putting them together. Mm -hmm. So the first chapter, I have basically gone for like so the section, the endo endometriosis, um, like section of it, is when your symptoms first start, like when you go see the doctor, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of essentially blame and gaslighting that goes Mm, on it's it's very much like you're not ill you're just not exercising enough like you're not ill it's just ibs yeah are you sleeping okay are you seeing a therapist like it's very kind of yeah a lot of blame and it's it's very odd and i think it does make you doubt your experiences like really quite considerably Mm -hmm. and again like it's yeah a very uncertain it's just uncertain the whole thing is just uncertain it's mm-hmm. very weird yeah so that's the endometriosis stage the natural cycle bit i wanted to look at like the rising frequency and intensity of wildfires mm-hmm. you know obviously fueled by climate change we are as humans the biggest contributor to climate change now you would have to see it. and i kind of you know i think the connection i had was this idea that like unless the change is like very dramatic and sudden we often don't notice that things are getting worse like it's a very reality is just a bit warped that's a very good point though it is there's a lot of gaslighting going on around climate change yes exactly that i hadn't really considered so that's my thought on that and the artwork that i'm using is surprise surprise oh (laughs) who's it gonna be oh it's the oldest living things in the world by rachel sussman hey what a shout out but um yeah i think because obviously that as a project is very like very all-encompassing. It's very like diagrammatic mm. and documentative, which mm. are all things that are kind of crucial in that part of endometriosis. And yeah. I think it's nice for you to talk about an artist that you like and yes. know well, especially in your first chapter, which is yeah. probably going to be the first one that you write. It's actually the last one I'm writing. Okay, never mind that well. <laughs> yeah, but, but thank you. That's interesting. <laughs> Why are you writing it last? Um, I think because it's my least strong. Uh, well, i least, feel like yeah, yeah, i'm, I'm trying to draw from quite a few different places right um because outside of what i mentioned there are like other texts that i'm trying to bring in yeah i've just thought mm-hmm. wasn't there one particular um what do you call it like organism in that book that was burnt down it was like a tree or something yeah. that was burnt down yeah so i guess you, that's quite a, were you going to talk about that one in particular or are you going to talk about them as a whole I think I might talk about the project as a whole right. um but I think there is probably going to be like one or two specific things that I mentioned like mm. I was even reading through my notes from this book the other day and um there's um oh, what's it called it's a honey honey something honey like a, fungus type thing um honey fungus oh, I don't think honey I know. mushroom something I don't know I don't think I know many fungus it's something like that. it's got honey in the name it I think the actual name for it is like an amaryllis or something or, i don't know either way it's, it's not like, the most helpful with these kind of yeah, things sorry um, <laughs> okay. i basically i like reread my notes and i came across that and it's essentially like it's one of the only things in the book that like they're actively trying to stop from growing ah. because it's it obviously it kills like the organism it attaches mm. itself to which again i thought that was like an interesting similarity between endo the idea that like oh, it's yeah. something that grows and spreads and it, they're trying to like stop it so mm. It might be that i focus on something specific i'm just not sure i think some of the time like it it focuses as you're writing like you know the vague area and idea that you're writing but as you're writing it's like your writing goes off in one direction you're like whoa okay this is what we're writing (laughs) about now (laughs) okie dokie yeah yeah that's that's my first chapter Mm. Um, should i continue or would you like to do like your first chapter i won't do my first chapter but i feel like i should comment on this okay um just to continue with this waking up of my brain nice it was interesting as you were because you were saying about like um the medical gaslighting mm. because just to make it about me i remember your stage of medical gaslighting <laughs> i remember like it was, your like, medical gaslighting well <laughs> <laughs> it was like early lockdown and you're like i'm just really ill should i go to the doctors like <laughs> it was almost like you're gaslighting yourself was like which oh, i guess because <laughs> there's you know which is understandable well, not understandable but like, when there's the external gaslighting, of course you're going to internalise that and then gaslight yourself. And, yeah, I remember you being like, all well, these symptoms, I'm really not doing great, but, like, maybe it's just me. I was <laughs> like, mm, I just don't know that it is. Um, I did, now that you say that, I do remember, I think we, obviously, locked down. so we were, like, calling quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think on one of our calls, I remember you asked me how I was, and I was like, do you know what? I've actually been really ill for about a month now. And you just kind of looked at me, and you were like, what <laughs> <laughs> did you not think yeah strange times fun oh damn it i should have written a lot of the things down that i thought as i as he went along so you've got the um the endometriosis mm-hmm. medical gaslighting yes fun times yes and you've got climate change wildfires, wildfires. yes yes there's a lot of climate gaslighting isn't there mm. i mean i guess it's mainly the obvious one is like climate change deniers which maybe there's not as I don't think climate change deniers are like the majority of people, but they're still like a yeah. notable. I guess more presence. of it would perhaps be not climate change deniers, but like <laughs> the climate change of... people who like sorry, climate change, <laughs> people, <laughs> people, who are aware that climate change is a thing, but like actively refuse to do something mm. about it. Yeah, or just like the very very slow pace with mm. which a growing crisis is yeah. being reacted to. Kind of like thing. something has just popped into my head. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember, but I think I don't know if it was Shell, like the incorporation. Yeah. Maybe it was BP uh, I think it them. might have been Shell. Right. But they they like did a tweet. Did a tweet. They tweeted a tweet. sure <laughs> um, <laughs> <Well>, that's better. <laughs> I like it personally. <laughs> okay. They tweeted a tweet that was essentially mm. It was like a very much like, What are you doing to save the planet? Like mm you know, like, cut back on this and, like, do yeah. it, kind of that sort of thing and they're one of the biggest contributors to global warming, like, in the world. Yeah, They're horrific. There's a lot of that going on, isn't there? Like, I think that's very in- that's a whole interesting realm in that I went to the cinema recently and there was I don't know, just the fact that I was at the cinema when I saw this advert is completely irrelevant to nice. the story but I saw an advert nice, that was by Amazon and it was, again, it was similarly, like climate change, woo! And it's like it's very performative it was very it? like on yes it's very performative it's very like what are you doing as an individual and it's like no amazon you're yeah, you're the one that's massive. massive what are you doing it's just like i mean i guess it's always good to have like it's better than nothing like mm. at least they're acknowledging it but it's a very 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 low baseline Too. i very much understand that mm-hmm. i think i am actually going to make a note of that because Yes. I think talking about what it has made me realise that I do quite like this idea of maybe looking at, I guess, because there is a similarity between like the big companies like Amazon and Shell who are like, what are you doing to like correct yes. this thing and, the and like the doctors being, like... who are like, what are you doing yeah. to like make this happen? Definitely, <gasps> but then it's like tying that into Rachel, good old Rachel, good old Rachel, because she's. This is something that I really struggle with with my artworks. Is I just don't know quite what I'm using them for. Like, am yes. I am I saying them? Am I using them to say the same thing but in mm. art, or am I using them as like a counterpoint or mm. like? <clears throat> I guess. What am I using sorry, that's a really difficult for? question. I wasn't meant to be like a. Well, I guess like telling. I said that it's it's quite like her work is quite it's very documentative and mm-hmm. like you know very it's it's very complete in what it contains mm. um, and is quite a good like guess it could serve as like a memory because oh, obviously some of the organisms in this book have now died so it's quite like a good i don't know yeah it's almost like not the opposite of the corporations being like what are you doing but in a way it is it's like she's giving a voice to these very old
1: yeah like, I don't want to be like
0: helpless things but like things that are being impacted by climate change and she's like documenting facts and almost like in opposition to the mm. the the polluters being like what are you doing it's like the things that are being affected are being like you know what are you doing i think that's it and i think actually that's probably why i wanted to use her is because this idea of like almost sort of documenting like an unbiased truth in the sense that like these are organisms that are alive mm. she is documenting them very kind of plainly black and white for you mm-hmm. to see you kind of can't dispute it mm. and i think that that's kind of what i wanted to like bring to this point about endometriosis is that Obviously, you you get, like, the blame, the kind of very uncertain reality. But um, I think really the only way to, like, move on to the next stage of endometriosis, which is the diagnosis part, is coming with evidence and being very much like, like, I have literal pages of medical notes. I remember that. Of, of like, symptom diaries, of medications, of, like, literally everything I could imagine I documented Mm -hmm. because I needed it. Because, you know, I sometimes I'd go to the doctors and I'd be like, I'm really, really ill. And they'd be like, take this pill. And I'm like, but I'm ill. That yes. pill isn't going to fix me. That's a painkiller. That's not actually going to fix my pain. Mm. Yeah, I like the... I think that was something I was going to say is it's like, there's a real temptation to think that everything within a chapter has to be like saying the same thing or like really a coherent point. Whereas yeah. I think the idea that you can then use Rachel Sussman almost as like a bit of a bridge and being like this addresses this and kind of answers it in some way and also leads me to my next point Mm. is good and i really liked the phrase that you used when you said like i wanted to bring ritual assessment to this like i like the idea of bringing something to something and it's it's not quite as like it's that thing that Simon likes to say where you just like bring two things together and you see what they do as opposed to like it doesn't have to be as explicitly planned and like and now i'm going to use this to make this point it's like i'm going to bring this in and see how it interacts with the things i've just said yeah no i like that so i enjoyed that phrase oh i have to say i know i'm aware that all i've essentially done is just talk you through what i'm doing in this chapter but Oh, I actually feel like I have now figured out this chapter a lot good, more. Good, good. And also you've got it all on record. Oh okay, no, fantastic. In your note form and in this verbal form. I think the verbal form is going to be a lot more helpful than my note form. <laughs> Brilliant. We've got both, so that's all good. <laughs> mm. um, Thank you for that. That's okay. Would you like to do your second right. chapter? I feel a bit bad. I'm talking quite a lot. Would I just you like I, me to continue? I, well, I don't want to make you talk a lot, but I think it would probably make more sense to do all of one and then all of somebody because I think otherwise yeah. we might lose half. Oh yeah, that's true. Because there's a lot of threads in both of them that is very and true and our threads might get quite tangled quite quickly <laughs> okay is that okay yeah. then if i continue that's absolutely fine fab i'll try and we can also it, we can talk for as long as we want it doesn't that know, it's true. That that's very true okay well second chapter mm-hmm. so obviously like i mentioned this chapter with the endometriosis part of things is the diagnosis yes so essentially with endo the only way to get an official diagnosis is through excision surgery mm, which wow. is where they essentially cut around the tissue and take it out of your body mm-hmm. um, then they send it to i think it's histology i think that's the study of like tissue sure they send it to histology and then histology analyzes it mm-hmm. and either says no your surgeon has basically just cut tissue out of you <laughs> um which did actually happen to me excellent um, or yes this tissue has like the components of endometrial tissue mm. which means you have endometriosis that's very interesting as a yeah like a way of diagnosing it's very weird so like when i had surgery i had three patches cut out of me mm-hmm. two of them were endometriosis um that's uh, yeah which that's was strange. actually quite funny because i also in my follow-up like appointment, I watched my surgery. God, and it's funny because he was showing me like his oh, thought process god. as he was operating. That must be so weird. It was it was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Oh god, um, I think of any <laughs> but essentially oh. he was like, oh, this bit here. Can you see that like? it's really hard to explain but like you can visibly see endometriosis like it looks odd the tissue Mm -hmm. like it's it's kind of like a blemish it's Mm. it's weird so he was like can you see that i was like yes he was like i cut around it i remove it that's endometriosis Mm -hmm. and to be fair to him there was one bit the bit that he got wrong Mm. where it did it look something just looked a little bit off Mm. with it and obviously thing about endometriosis is that because it's a recur it's a recurrent growth Mm -hmm. um if they leave any part of it you haven't had sufficient treatment Mm. um it they kind of have to remove it all in one go otherwise they can't really tell you that you've received treatment because you still have it and you're still experiencing the pain and the symptoms Mm. so they always err on the side of caution so he was like you know it looked a bit weird so i cut it out and Mm -hmm. i was like I'm fine with that, mate. Better say no things, issues. Sorry, yeah. None. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so essentially, that's like the diagnosis and treatment, I guess, of endometriosis. Mm-hmm. And I think the natural side of things, mm-hmm. the natural cycle element I'm mm-hmm. using, is I wanted to look at the introduction of stoats and weasels to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So they introduced them to control the rabbit population, because that mm-hmm. was getting out of control. Turns out stoats and weasels are essentially quite manic and will eat anything in sight um, Brilliant. and obviously because new zealand doesn't have like mammals like they don't have like small little furry creatures mm-hmm. their birds have adapted to take over those roles so you've got like the kiwi um, oh. which is very cute it's obviously flightless um, it nests on the floor mm. when the kiwis like have their eggs there's like a, a i think it oh got off the top of my head i want to say maybe like a month or so where the kiwi physically can't move because Christ. the egg is so big inside it oh my so you can imagine having like very aggressive mammals introduced mm. it absolutely has decimated their wildlife population right um because surprisingly stoats and weasels don't just eat rabbits right. they eat anything Brilliant. Um, including kiwis Brilliant. yeah so kind of messed up there mm-hmm. and i think essentially what i wanted to look at in this chapter was like this almost like tension i think like that really intense so obviously when you go to have surgery for endometriosis you have to sign a consent form that basically like gives your surgeon permission to make the best decisions for you and your body Mm. without consulting you which Mm -hmm. is terrifying Um, so i signed a consent form i basically said like i'm allowing you to put a camera into me see if you can find endometriosis and then if you do i'm going to let you operate on me and do what you think is best for my health and then I will wake up and I will live with the consequences Christ it's quite intense yeah and it is like obviously terrifying yeah um, <laughs> to say the least Yeah, um, yeah so it's it's quite it's really quite scary like mm. you're sort of worried for the future you're like what if they don't find it like what if they do find it yeah it's very um, high stakes either way yeah and like obviously you're excited because you're like oh maybe my life will improve But mm-hmm. then you're scared and then you're hopeful it's just a lot yeah and none of those emotions are particularly like gentle they're all quite intense yes so it's quite a big leap of faith i think similarly to like the introduction of Stoes and weasels to like fix the rabbit Mm -hmm. population it was a leap of faith like it was intended to be a good one yeah Um, like for it to work out and fix a problem it didn't Mm. but that's the same with surgery for endo like it can go wrong and it's very quickly like out of your hands in terms of like you release these things and then it's like that's it yes you've signed the consent form yes they've gone you then go (laughs) so in that one i'm looking at the artwork rest energy by marina Abramovic. i could see you saying that That was yes. nicely done thank you thank you which for the listeners is basically it's a performance piece i think it's approximately four minutes long right um i don't yeah see i've only ever seen like pictures of it i did not yeah. really know how long it was i have to say i watched a clip of it and it was i couldn't watch the whole thing it was actually quite scary yeah, i don't blame you Um, but essentially what happens is they i don't know how to describe this very well so Yule is holding, like, the bow, um, like, the string of a bow um, with the arrow fixed into it. Yeah. And Marina is stood in front of it, and they basically are both, like, holding either end of a bow. And yeah. And then they lean backwards, so the bow is, like, pulled with mm-hmm. an arrow pointed straight at her heart. Yes. And then they balance there for about four minutes. Terrifying. Um, <laughs> not fun. But again, like, I like this. It's a very... It is so intense. It's just a lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. And obviously, again, it's a massive leap of faith. Like, it's a very big commitment and Mm. show of trust. So I think it's a really good artwork to, like, bring that point Yeah, I agree. It's, like, very high stakes, very much, like, it could go really well, could go really badly. Mm. It's strange, actually, in that, like, with the artwork, it's like, if it goes well, no one's died. Like, that's basically (laughs) the, the bottom line of that. And then I guess you've got the other layer of like, if the artwork succeeds in terms of people like it as an artwork. Mm. Whereas, yeah, the surgery, very high stakes in terms of like, even emotionally, if they don't find it, it's quite gutting. Because you've gone through a lot to get there. And then for it not to be it, it's like brilliant. Well, Mm. I just went through surgery for something I don't even have. Yeah. And I think equally like to build on that point as well, like surgery for endometriosis is genuinely given as such a last resort. Mm. Like an average diagnosis is 10 years yeah it's... i mean it's so like final and by that point the idea is that like because it's exploratory surgery as well um the idea is that nothing else it there there can be nothing else wrong with you like this is the only possible thing so mm. to have surgery wake up and be told it wasn't found <sighs> is just horrific Gutting. yeah yeah like it's i think it must be quite i mean i don't know i literally don't i'm not a medical professional <laughs> in any way shape or form but I feel like it must be relatively unusual to have the diagnosis and the treatment being so like singularly one. Yeah. Like I don't know it's you know, normally it's you're diagnosed and then you're treated Mm, treated. rather than it being like we're giving you this treatment and by treat well I suppose Mm. by treating you we'll find out if you've got it. I mean I guess that must crop up in other places, but it seems quite an extreme example of that. Yeah, I don't think it's an overly common The surgery will Mm. tell us whether you've got it or not. Quite Mm. intense very intense and i feel like that's a good artwork for that. Like, quite an intense yeah definitely i'm yeah. excited to read this i'm excited to read it. i hope i write it essentially yes. <laughs> that's why i say when people say like oh i can't wait to read it i'm like me i no. yeah. can't it's wait for to be finished <laughs> yeah. should i run through my third chapter very quickly yeah nice third chapter the endometriosis side of things is the recovery mm-hmm. obviously so obviously by this point the idea is that all the endometriosis in you has now been cut out mm-hmm. and removed from your body so you are technically free from endometriosis yes I, there's like a few that i know that there are like discussions around that in itself because obviously it's a it's often like a recurrent disease so like it, it comes back you know maybe they missed a little bit and you don't know like it's it's not as black and white as like you no longer have this mm-hmm. it's kind of not that simple but mm-hmm. essentially that's the premise is that you no longer have endometriosis hopefully yes hopefully however obviously you have like it takes a long time for your body to like recover Mm. um and equally a lot of people even after having surgery still have symptoms it's Mm -hmm. just a bit more manageable so they're still chronically ill they're still in pain every day it's just a little bit less Mm. so obviously that kind of remains you've got The actual now like surgical scars as well Mm. which remain i've got my three little babies i love them a lot and the other thing i guess that remains is like it sounds a little bit ridiculous but the mental impact is just i don't think that sounds ridiculous absolutely (laughs) outstanding I think yeah like this fear of like oh my god is it going to come back or like Mm -hmm. obviously with me I'm now exceptionally nervous about seeing doctors and going into hospital and having treatments done Mm -hmm. because I went through such a long period of being so sort of afraid for my health Mm. that like I just it freaked me out. Yeah and it's like that's where the gaslight this is where it is a cycle is because it's like the gaslighting feeds into that and the reason you're so like worried is because... If it had been a straightforward thing of oh I'm ill I went to the doctors and they yeah quickly sorted me out then it's like oh brilliant I'll go again that was amazing <laughs> but because it was so long of like going backwards just a battle, and forwards and then- and to be fair like my doctor I'm very lucky that my doctors were fantastic like mm. they did take me seriously but equally I think I started going to the doctors a month after I became ill so I started going to the doctors in June and mm-hmm. I had surgery or I was told I needed surgery. Um, at the start of October Mm -hmm. so that's a long period of time where I was essentially going to the doctors every couple of weeks Mm. um, and I was just saying it's just not working like what you're doing for me isn't working Mm. Um, and like that is quite I feel like it's it's so easy for like it to be anecdotal and it'd be like oh yeah it was a month of me being ill but it's like if you actually think about it it's like a month even the month I know it's more than one month Mm. but even that one month is like like, if I'm ill for, like, a couple of days, i am be like, oh, my God, I've been ill. Like, people are like, how are you? And it's like, oh, it's really a cold. And they're just, I just mean, having not had to do anything. It's like, that's a couple of days. It's like, even just that first month of being ill. Yeah. And, like, it's just... It's, just, it's like, quite I a lot. In medical realms, spheres, it's very... I mean, I get that doctors obviously have to be able to compartmentalise and yes. they can't emotionally have the burden of every single person that they treat. But it's just, it's so easy for people to be like... Like it's easy for these stats about endometriosis to be battered about, and it's mm. like really bad stats. Like, the average diagnosis time is ten years or something, and it's like, but hang on, just stop a minute. It's like ten years. <laughs> can you actually like imagine that? Like ten years of someone's life. Literally, I, I know that, that's an irrelevant yeah. point, but it's just ridiculous. It's it's just <laughs> quite, it's quite a lot. Like it's yeah. like you said, it's one of those things that you can kind of talk about quite on the like, surface, you, of, but then mean, like when you actually think about. The mental impact of being that, like severely ill for that length of time, mm-hmm. is just really quite so terrifying. Yeah. So again, like this mental kind of effect, like does last as well, and mm-hmm. like a lot of the fear remains. Um, so yeah, although the endometriosis is, is now out of the body, mm-hmm. it has left its impact very much. I see where you're going. Uh, <laughs> So the natural cycle, or Mm. the natural side of things that I want to look at, I want to use, I want to look at the use of atomic bombs Mm -hmm. um, and the subsequent nuclear fallout from Mm. them. Because obviously, when the atomic bombs were sort of, I think it was like 1945 that they started, like, those were the big ones. Mm -hmm. Like, when those happened, so, I mean, my knowledge of nuclear energy is very, very basic, but essentially, from what i can tell what happens is when when they you know Detonate. nuclear bombs yeah they use um which one is it is it nuclear fusion um nuclear fission i definitely nuclear should fusion i think it's nuclear fusion i think so because that's because the hydrogen it? bombs nuclear fusion is putting the two together fission is splitting the nucleus and yeah. i think a hydrogen bomb is they put two they do nuclear fusion to trigger a oh, nuclear yeah. fission reaction, which is why hydrogen bombs are so intense. Yes. So I think they just use nuclear fusion in atomic bombs. I'm not too sure. It's yes. one of them. But essentially, when it's done, there's two man-made isotopes that obviously don't exist previously, mm-hmm. because we have created them. Mm. And they've basically, like, seeped their way into... a good word. Like that might oh my rather down seeped their way into sorry <laughs> yeah. drink um yeah essentially like these isotopes have seeped their way into <laughs> the earth strata so from the like 19... my yes so from about 1945 onwards the soil the wood like stuff in oil paints like because they use it to oh, find out if oil paintings are fake or not. I never knew that. Yeah, um, they can test for these isotopes. Right. Um, so if, say, a painting that was supposedly made in like I don't know, seventeen fifty six. Yes. Um, if um, they can test and see if it has these two man-made isotopes. So if it has these isotopes, it's a fake, because a that's painting so in nineteen fifty six shouldn't have those isotopes in the paint whereas you know obviously if it was painted after 1945 like these isotopes went into the soil and the plant that is used to make oil paints absorbs these isotopes so you now cannot make oil paints without having these isotopes in them Mm -hmm. so it really has like it is global and it is permanent like we cannot now get away from the fact that we have these isotopes in the ground Mm. so similarly to endometriosis the bombs been and gone they're no longer here so however the lasting impact of that like is still being felt mm. so the artwork that i'm looking at is ghost by rachel worried um which is that the house no that's called it's, house <laughs> 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 it's the first one she did so it's the victorian living room oh okay um yeah. so yeah it's essentially for the listener um she cast the inside of a living room Mm. it's really quite impressive to be fair it's Mm. not a pretty thing to look at but like it's cool it's a cool idea but again like obviously it's this idea that you know that the house isn't there like that's not the room but it's the physical trace of the room like it's still visible that works really well this whole this chapter really links i like this chapter yeah yeah. i like this chapter a lot Um, yeah yeah, so essentially that is what i've got don't know what my conclusion will be because I'm not entirely sure what point I'm trying to it's make. Difficult. I but... mean, I yeah, I've done the same with my conclusion. I'm just going to kind of wait and see. Yes, and I don't think it has to be like a whole like tie little neat bow in it. Here's my conclusion. Here's where you know. Here's what I've discovered about the world. It's mm. just kind of a summary of what you've explored. And like, um, yeah, I imagine my conclusion will be more along those lines of yeah. like this is what I found out. Yes. But that's interesting because I haven't heard about your last chapter fully in terms of I didn't know you using Rachel White-Rachel White-Reed, Hard to say Mm. that name. So that all links very nicely. Thank you. I'm quite pleased with it, like I, this is what I meant when I said like I wanted a firm structure and foundation before I started writing and I feel, I feel happy with what I have, like in my head everything I'm looking at is very clear and it links and Mm -hmm. You it's know, a nice like grid yes it's clear like yeah. i like that you've got one two three abc like it's all oh I, you know I mean like yeah it's got, you've got your three strands and your three chapters and this yeah. just nicely falls into place yes very that's, nice that's my idea but that's essentially what i'm doing yeah I'm aware that I've been talking for so long. I mean, I'm sorry for your, like, vocal cords. Like, that was probably quite intense to talk for a lot. It was, but equally... And your brain. This was quite therapeutic. I Good. feel like I really have clarified a lot in yeah, my sorry, brain. I feel like I'm not offered very much because I am aware of, of the time <laughs> and I don't want to be like, here's all my thoughts on... I mean, to be fair, annoyingly for the podcast, we've spoken about this a fair amount before, mm. so I've offered, I hope, more helpful things. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I mean, I think it's actually very good. Thank you. I'm that that does make me feel to, to read it quite reassured. Like, yeah, it, it all fits together very nicely. And it's interesting to have seen, like, the progress of... Because you initially came to it of, like, I'm going to look at natural cycles in relation to chronic illnesses, which I think mm. was a very, like, good foundation. And then yeah. it's nice how you've, like, to see it to narrow down. Yeah, kind of, like, shuffled things into place. Yeah. It's like, ooh, which I think is a very, is like, nicely. healthy way of going through the stages. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think that I slightly just pitched an idea and was like, that'll do, and I've just gone with it. Really? <laughs> I do, but, um, yeah. Well, please, please do tell me more. <laughs> I will now elaborate. I was also thinking, it's, you've got your notes here, where it's like, I'll see what I can do from memory. Okay. I'm sure it'll be fine. You'd think it would be fine. but um, I believe in you. So essentially, the reason I was saying that yours linked, what you were saying at the end there, linked well, is because you were talking about the nuclear fallout mm. and how materially... It was a very permanent, like, layer in the Earth. You know, it was like, 1945, there's now a little, like, market in the rock. I don't know the science of that, if that's literally global or if that's in certain places, but, you know, you get the idea. It's like a material trace. And it's that kind of material trace that has led us to this moment in time now where um, scientists and, like, all manner of... I don't really know, like, where this came from. It came from science, Mm -hmm. this definition of the Anthropocene. Mm -hmm. So that's, like a name for a new geological era but like the anthropos bit of that word comes from human so it's kind of like the geological era of the human is what we're now supposedly entering and it's kind of tricky to write about because it's not technically defined yet it's still kind of forming as a definition like it's been forming for quite a while hmm. and it's fairly easy to wrap your head around like it's a geological era of the human like it's like bish, bosh, bosh. That is. In layman's terms what it is delightful um but it is kind of hard to write about because scientifically it's not got a start date yet in terms of one of the start dates that's been proposed is that you know 1945 or like you know 1950s kind of nuclear beginnings mm. other start dates are like the start of the industrial revolution or um like when colonization began oh, okay. or like when farming began back in the neolithic period like there's a very wide range of like things that could have started it and it's very strange because science like normally defining the start of a geological era has no like political ramifications or like it doesn't really go beyond this line in the rock way way back means that this you know like there's a slightly different type of rock from here to here it's like okay brilliant i don't to my knowledge i don't think that really affects anyone living now (laughs) so it's quite an interesting like area in terms of where we define it there's lots of people with lots of thoughts about it (laughs) and my dissertation is trying to explore those but the problem is in a five thousand word essay there's a lot to cover that doesn't surprise me at all um and so what i'm doing in my dissertation is like i've picked this idea of water Mm -hmm. and i'm using that to try and narrow down what i'm looking at in terms of where i got to this idea from okay is that Anthropocene is a geological thing Mm -hmm. and geology is rock Mm -hmm. however so you've got this very like permanent like rocky idea of like the Anthropocene yes this is set in stone but then there's a lot of people critiquing this idea in various different ways Mm -hmm. which I will get into a little bit (laughs) and so I quite liked the idea of having rock and then having like an opposing force to rock i.e. water and being able to talk about like the material interaction of rock and water they're both like deep time materials and you think that rock is pretty like sturdy and pretty you know, moveable, you know yeah, can't, can't pretty, do much pretty with pretty it solid. Um, but then actually it, over deep time scales kind of water can actually you know, like erode and move rock and really sort of things like car. that so I was trying to get into that but it turns out that's quite hard to like tie in all this like poetic metaphorical stuff of like actual real <laughs> no. world criticisms and like artwork so this is what we were saying <laughs> is that like I had this idea of like here's criticisms and here's like a metaphor thingy for it i don't know if it's a metaphor i don't know if it's like a figure quote unquote i don't know what it is but something something and then i was like oh and it's a fine art degree i should talk about some art um and so i'm using the art to like structure my dissertation okay so i've got like you three chapters each one's got a different artwork nice so the headlines are chapter one is nowhere island by alex hartley is the artwork i'm using Mm mm-hmm So it's a bit of a lengthy process to explain this artwork, but essentially, this guy called Alex Hartley, back in 2012, discovered a new island in the Arctic um, waters off Norway. Nice. And it, like, it it was quite a small island, like, Mm it had just been uncovered by melting glaciers, and he somehow managed to gain, like, legal ownership of this island by, like, literally putting it on a boat and to moving it out into international territory like there's a whole load of legal stuff that went on that he got ownership of and he called it nowhere island and then he brought it to england and he like sailed it along the south coast and it was followed on land by like this embassy and people could like sign up to be a citizen and it was like this whole project about what does it mean to be a citizen of a nation blah 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 blah. Mm. um it's an interesting piece but I feel quite bad because I've used it as a way into lots of the criticisms about the Anthropocene. And I really did not enjoy writing my first chapter because... Not that I finished writing, but, like, the first draft of the first chapter. Because I just felt like I was laying into this man who just made a very, like, innocent... Not innocent, but, like... He just tried to make a nice artwork. <laughs> He's just trying to do his job, his me you know? Being <laughs> like... This echoes, like, colonialism and slavery. <laughs> it's like... I really, like yes you've gone I went, you've gone hard <laughs> quite quickly <laughs> and i really was trying to make it clear that i was talking about i was using it as a metaphor for mm. the anthropocene rather than actually actually yeah. so yeah it's hard to summarize succinctly but the the book i was mainly using in the first chapter was this one called a billion black anthropocenes or none by katherine yossoff mm. and she's talking about how well she says many things i really obviously (laughs) in like a sentence i'm not going to be able to give it justice but it's kind of talking about how the anthropocene is a very universalizing like it's very much like look what we as humanity have done like Mm. humanity as a universal whole and she's being like well it's not actually all of humanity equally in fact more often than not it's sort of white western colonizers who have gone over and inflicted kind of damage to other people and environments that's led us to where we are now you can't equally say that it's all of us and lots of things along those lines so i thought that it was a good artwork to talk about that in terms of like this is why i feel so mean because like it's a one it's one white man claiming some territory and doing a thing with it yeah yes. and it's like based on a rocky island like it's got the water and the rock that i want to talk about so um yes you've done amazingly to fit all these things I'm genuinely like you have got the rock you have got the water you've got the Anthropocene you've got the white man doing something (laughs) you've got the text that is like I just... there's... this This is is so impressive I mean thank you but the problem is there's just too much and like yeah it was hard to write I've written a thing I definitely need to go back over it and work out what the hell like if it makes sense because I do have a tendency to just want to write everything that I've read (laughs) And I need to make sure that I'm concentrating on what I'm trying to do. Okay. But then it's that whole thing that we both have where it's like neither one of us has a title. We both know our area. Mm. But I don't I need to be like, what am I doing? Here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like that's it's almost like an endless sort of I don't know, an endless cycle because at least with me, I can't obviously get a title until I've like done what i'm trying to do yeah but i don't know what i'm yes. trying to do and the only way i can figure out what i'm trying to do is by doing what That's i'm trying exactly to do it. and i just feel like i'm going in cycles of like i need to write this chapter oh but i don't know what i'm doing yet mm-hmm. but i'm only going to know once i write this chapter and yeah. it's just horrific Also right because and also something that i know we've mentioned on the podcast before but our deadline is for dissertations surprisingly <laughs> early like we have basically well today is the third of november when we're recording and it's due in on the 24th of November and we've only been writing it for like since September so we've only had a couple months to essentially do our dissertation yeah which does make sense because it's quite short as dissertations go and it's not worth too much but also like it is (laughs) yeah it is hard to kind of have the space just to think about things slowly and carefully like I just don't feel like I've got the time to be like to Take it really slowly and think about it really carefully. It's yeah. like this isn't worth as much as my other module. I just need to sort. Of get I just need done to do it to yeah. some extent. No, wait, a I do understand what you mean. Like it's difficult because, like, I'm kind of glad that it's a short module in a way, so I'm not spending all my time mm-hmm. stressing. But also, it would be nice to maybe feel a little less rushed because I think I remember saying to you it'd be fun to be able to like play around with like the presentation mm-hmm. or like because obviously we do fine art therefore we don't have to submit an, a usual document it can be really creative yeah and like i at least at least for me i i just can't like i yeah. don't have the time or the mental capacity to think things through creatively definitely there's like there's so many moving i think it, there's, there's just a lot. there's too much freedom i think we were both saying we really liked the essay that we spoke about in our last mm. essay sort of episode because it was a very narrow limit of one artwork and one text and you talk about them together, which is quite unusual for a brief, but for a dissertation, particularly like ours, in that we can literally do it in whatever like format we want. And I mean, the only limitation essentially is 5,000 words and that's, and the time. That's a literal limitation of the deadline. Like, but everything else, it's like I needed, especially when I was starting writing, I think the reason I was finding it so difficult is because there were so many moving parts, (laughs) I just needed something to like be stationary to hold on to so that I could write. But you know, it's getting easier, I think, the more like The more so, Yeah, more solidified it becomes. Yeah. Um and so yeah, that was chapter one. I mean, very briefly there was lots of bits and bobs going on. And then chapter two, I'm talking about my fave, Katie Patterson. Oh. And an artwork that I don't know how to pronounce. Um Okay. It's called Something Like, I just don't know how I'm not even gonna try. Um, it's the name of an Icelandic glacier i think or maybe a lagoon like it's an it's an icelandic place name okay and then in brackets the sound of like if you google katie patterson like melting glacier or something you'll find it okay um and essentially it was like a phone the the actual exhibit itself was like a phone number on a wall which i have tried calling now have you doesn't work anymore Aww. this is back in the day i realize all three of my artworks i think are pretty much like 2012 or actually i don't know when katie and yeah, so if you called this number, like on your phone, it didn't need to be like on a spe- s- special one in the exhibit or anything, it okay. could be from anywhere. Um, then you get through to the, just the sound of a melting glacier, which I think is very cool. Like, obviously, very. literally cool. Ha <laughs> uh-huh. joke. Um, <laughs> and also... Cut that out. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> <Slip>, snip. snoop, that will be going. Um, and yeah, just very like, I just love artworks like that, which are very simple in premise, but it's like, it says a lot. yeah Um, it's quite um self-explanatory like I'm trying to like heavy is not the word I'm after but it's just it opens up onto a lot yeah like it's just it's yeah it's just a lot (laughs) yeah it's a very simple explanation and then it's like but it does a lot so that's the artwork I'm looking at what oh my god I wrote this quite recently well not wrote it but like planned it Mm. you would have thought I'd be able to remember what text I mean I'm looking at lots of there's lots of different texts and lots of different bits yeah the main one oh I was kind of moving there's multiple threads going through this whole thing Okay. <laughs> so one of them there's always too many is that the first chapter was quite a human critique of like mm-hmm. on a human level the Anthropocene is a strange definition in terms of like it's very universalizes us all whereas this chapter is a bit more like going into the idea of a non-human critique in terms of it's like let us pay attention to things that aren't human and how this is this chapter essentially is very similar to my last essay okay so if you go back and listen to the last episode (laughs) rather than me talking about it now would be better but essentially i'm looking at jane bennett and her text of vibrant matter which is all about how we need to pay more attention and sort of not look down on non-human materials so much like we need to see like a liveliness in them Mm. and i'm looking at that in combination with Kate Patterson's work um, and how we can kind of like listen it sounds very hippy dippy but like listen to the glacier and like listen to the environment yeah um and so it's like that chapter is a bit of a transition chapter it's moving towards what my last chapter will then be which is like a full non-human like we've got donna Haraway and her thula scene which is about just sort of like my last chapter is very like just throw yourself over to the water side like we've gone from rock and now we're like fully immersing ourselves into the deep sea and it's all very like tangled and i feel like i'm not making a lot of sense here you're painting very (laughs) vivid pictures (laughs) it's kind of about the it's getting away from the idea i feel like i'm really monologuing here i'm liking this (laughs) no keep going so the anthropocene another one of the problems with it is that it's very much like putting humans on top and i know it's not necessarily glorifying humans it's not being like look how powerful we are in a great way Mm. like in a good way yay way (laughs) but it's (laughs) yay (laughs) way but like it is still saying like oh look how powerful we are we're like in the geology of this planet Yeah, and so it's like it's about moving away from that and sort of being like we're not separated and on our own and higher up we are entangled with all of these things and we can think that we're like we can just build walls and keep it all out and Mm. blah, blah 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 but actually we're all very part of this earth and we really 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 do need to sort ourselves out and just embody a different mindset of we're part of this whole place like, yeah i feel like i've got quite a touch no i'm just trying to summarize it yeah. fairly um so yeah chapter two to chapter three does that sort of movement and the problem i'm having at the moment is the artwork for chapter three as i was talking to you about earlier yes. in that I'd really like, this is a shout out, if Rona Lee, the artist, happens to be listening to this podcast <laughs> I'd really like to know more about your work because essentially I'm having this issue where I want, she didn't an exhibition just <laughs> need keep talking sorry. and can just die in the background Rona Lee did this artwork, so it's Rona Lee if you're listening good old Rona <laughs> back in um, 20, 2012 again, <laughs> nice. sorry about that year where she was looking at scientific data collected from like the deep deep seabed and kind of how it was a very like haptic tactile exhibition in terms of like how can we understand an environment that's so like alien to us like our instinct is to be like often in in scientific terms whenever we are looking at the deep sea it'll be let's peel back the water and kind of explore the seabed like let's map it out very Exactly, and it's kind of like she's exploring a bit more of a non human way of approaching it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the creatures that live down there, they don't walk around very carefully and measuredly and see things with their eyes. Like, they feel their way around, and they're very much like it's all very entangled and immersed. I like. So, it's very, very relevant, but the problem is I just can't get enough information about like one specific artwork, and I feel like it's maybe a bit too broad to talk about a whole exhibition but I just cannot get any information about a specific artwork. So that's still to be resolved, but that's where we're at currently. Okay. As you know. Yes. But just for the listener. And if Lee is listening, <laughs> I have both emailed her and messaged her on Instagram. So we'll <laughs> see if she gets back to me. If not, I will probably just have to write about the whole exhibition, but we'll see. In the next next episode, we'll update you guys. I'll keep you we'll, updated. We'll let you know if Anna's heard from her. Yeah. But I mean, just as a, as a summary. So hmm. we've got my three chapters. Obviously yes. there's A slight movement from like human to non-human yes there's a movement from rock to water yes also i've realized there's a little bit of a movement from like past present future in terms of past i'm talking about historically how the anthropocene's been set up we've got like yeah histories present is like the glaciers are melting future is like let's be a bit more like simon likes to talk about like fictioning and like imagining futures yeah and then also what's my other one there's one more thing Oh, it's a movement of, like, surface and, like, we're on land. And then it's, like, the watery melting. Like, we're a little bit behind. Katie Patterson's speaker is, like, a little bit below the water. It's a little bit, like... And then the last one is, like, the deep seabed. So it's, like, I'm wanting to... But, again, it's, like, there's too much. (laughs) Maybe I need to pick one. I don't know. But I'm trying to, like... I don't know. I'm trying to do too much. I see what you... I honestly... (laughs) I don't understand how your brain is still functioning. Because that's just... That's so the Anthropocene, like I, I know the texts that you're reading are quite, they're quite intense anyway, mm. like the idea of the Anthropocene is you kind of have to like take a moment to wrap your head around it and mm-hmm. um, like that in itself is quite a large thing you're dealing with and then you've got all these like multiple like strands of like going from one to the other to the other and like a metaphor for this and a metaphor for that and pulling this I don't know how you're doing it and yet somehow i fully understand like literally everything you said i was like yes yes and i see where you're going with that that makes perfect sense there i'm glad i mean i think it's it's because it is so large that it therefore when you've got so much content and not in a braggy way of like i've got so much content it's like i've got too much like there's too much (laughs) going on i need to be more selective but it's like when there's a lot going on it is then easy to there's so much going on that you can always pull out different things Mm. and i don't know I feel like I should probably pick one of those three threads and run with it a bit more prominently than having all of these things going on. But I'm—it's one of—it will resolve itself as I write. Yes. The conclusion is going to be the big boy. It's going to be the like the conclusion is going to be hefty. Yeah, the conclusion is going to have to pull a lot together. <laughs> the conclusion is going to have to pull his weight. <laughs> the, that that five hundred words—it's <laughs> going to be—it's going to be, to be good. <laughs> oh, dear. that yes. does sound so interesting. That though. is majestic. I hope it will be interesting. I love the sound of it. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to getting it over with, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but it doesn't surprise me that you're perhaps feeling a little frazzled when it comes to it. Yes. Um. But, I mean, I've not enjoyed writing it, but also part of me is, like, having just said it all out loud, Mm. I think I've not enjoyed it because it's just been really difficult. (laughs) Yeah. But I think if it's okay at the end then I don't really mind. I don't really know, like, if it's ill. As long as it gets done, it's fine. I reckon it's going to be the sort of thing where like, you'll finish, you'll submit, like, maybe you'll love it, maybe, like, you'll be a bit disappointed with it, but mm. I do think it's the kind of thing that, that maybe in, like, a year's time you'll come back and, like, you'll reread it and you'll be like, I did well. Like, oh, yeah. I, I really think I did well yeah. there. Because, like, those are, like I said, a lot of, like, big ideas that you're dealing with but somehow Mm -hmm. you're dealing with them in like a very very uniform and clear way which is really quite impressive in itself so I think like with the added sort of connections between like artworks and different theories Mm -hmm. and like all these different metaphors like I I, yeah I reckon in like a year or so you'll come back and you'll read it and you'll be like damn I was making some good points there like look at me go look at my mind work look at my mind make those connections I think that's what I hope also is that obviously i think this goes for anyone like when you're writing something you are probably better positioned than anyone else to critique it because yes. you're the ones making the you're the one making the decisions as you go and being like what to include what not to include whereas when you read something you take it a bit more at face value and you're less likely unless there's like a gaping hole of like <laughs> why didn't they talk about this you're less likely to be like oh they should have talked about this you yeah. should have talked about this you'll be like oh that's a good point oh that links like yes yeah I definitely agree I do think do you I have a question for you excellent do you think that obviously because we're moving into like i i don't know if i want to say this the last three weeks <laughs> maybe i shouldn't say that um we're moving closer to the deadline <laughs> um do you think that like because i know i feel like we get this a lot with art mm. in that when you're making something so you're doing a painting mm-hmm. you become almost like so close and drawn into it you really lose your objectivity mm-hmm. and therefore struggle to like finesse it do you think that mm. that's going to happen with this like do you feel like you're getting too pulled into your thoughts and that it will be difficult yes. for you to like fully articulate <laughs> yes i think the end? so i think or not even towards the end i think as we were talking about earlier, point, the essay last term was nice because it was quite easy to structure, and therefore you could spend a lot of time like writing something that read quite nicely. Mm. Whereas like this one, I feel like as I'm writing, there's so much I'm trying to hold in my head and like get on the paper that I just physically can't spend as much effort making it read in a fun way. Yeah. But hopefully, I can redraft it. Yeah. So I'm almost hoping it's the opposite of that. Like the the more I do hopefully because i thought it was interesting as i was writing my second chapter like i can write very very slowly like i can literally sit and i mean i think everyone can do this like i can be like i can sit there and i can think about one sentence i can just rewrite it and rewrite it in my head before i've even got anything down And so therefore the actual writing process is very slow. Mm. And I got to a point in my second chapter, I was just like, oh my god, this is insane. So I just kind of stream of consciousness did just to get it on paper. Yeah. And then when I read it back, I was like, actually that reads so much better than this stuff that I've been like. Oh, interesting. Like, just felt like I had like writing like constipation. I was like, I just can't get it out of my head. (laughs) And so it was nice to just like (laughs) whack down. (laughs) it. And then I can go back and, like, up. <laughs> I really hate this metaphor I've gone with, but, like, <laughs> you've really chosen a particular just, that's what I could think of. Um, yeah, what about you? I don't know. Sorry, I, like. just, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, will, I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah, I think it's... I'm hoping, same as you, that the more I write, the clearer it will become. Mm-hmm. But then I do kind of feel like, to an extent, you i don't know if you always get to, i think it's very common to get to that point of writing an essay where like you've done the whole oh i'm not sure what i'm gonna do oh this is what i'm gonna do oh i don't know how to do this oh i've done it <laughs> and then like at the end i feel like you get the bit where like potentially you're a bit too frazzled to like really be objective anymore mm-hmm. and it's quite I like get this done please submit yeah and i kind of i don't I'm worried about reaching that stage before everything else is clear. Yeah, because then I think I really will be in a bit of a bit of a pickle. Yeah, I think I do a thing where as I'm writing, I'm like, it's fine. I'll redraft this. I'll re go over it, and then as soon as I put like the last full stop on the first edit, part of me is then really scared to take it apart and like edit yeah. it again. Because I'm like, what? And I know it's not like I can save the first draft and open an, it. Like it's not like I will physically lose it, no, but no. like. Yeah, a part of me. I don't know if that's the same thing that you're talking about. I don't know if I'm losing objectivity or if I'm just suddenly very precious about what I've got or like. Yeah. And then yeah, I'm quite bad at working up to a deadline in terms of I'm not a last minute worker. Like I'll get quite if I'm close to a deadline. I'm just gonna be like, okay, I'm just gonna leave it there and like, yeah, I, I can do the bibliography or do some of the admin, but I'm not gonna like. Not gonna stop I can't be creative it. under pressure. Yeah. I think. No, it's not do... ideal for a fine art degree <laughs> I do get that though because mm. I think like when it gets to, I don't know I, yeah when it gets to the end things get a bit you don't have the space to be as like oh we could try this, oh let's try this it's yeah. like I just need to get this done now I think equally like actually while you were talking it made me realise that this is something I do mm. like when you kind of you're like oh I'm just going to get this down like it's a first draft when it's done I like, can go back and like re-edit it mm-hmm. I think I've realised that like doing that part of the reason i don't want to then go back and like change things about is because i'm not very good at stopping mm. there's just there's countless ways of phrasing the same thing of reworking it of shuffling it about and yes i'll do that i think like the more i start to take it apart again the more it's gonna fall apart yeah rather rather than like if i manage to get a draft mm. I'd rather, like, stick to that because at least it's a complete thing that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you start, like, removing bits, taking it apart and, like, rewriting it, I feel like it then turns into a bit of a mushy thing because I'm like, oh, my... There's just so many options and ways I could do it. Something I find strange, which I think my brain has taken a couple steps to get here from what you've just said, so I feel like I need to make sure I make... (laughs) (laughs) I think I was thinking I agree in terms of, like, I'll do a lot of editing but of like individual sentences and just try to make it read better rather than being like actually structurally does this work and then i was going to be like i don't like how when i'm editing something and again i don't think this will just be me when you're editing something you're reading it a lot like slower and more carefully than if you were reading it as somebody who was reading it to be informed or like for whatever other reason yeah and so i find that i write i find it really hard to know at what speed to write like sometimes i'll be like i'll do a different idea per sentence and as i'm writing it's because i spent so much time on each sentence that to me it's like well christ we've covered that topic there in that sentence and then and then i'll read it back and i'll be like whoa 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 whoa. i need some like padding i need some like (laughs) but then other times it's like well now have i have i done too much no not enough like i find it really hard to know the pacing and like how much i think this is particularly difficult with a dissertation where you've gone quite specific into something yeah and the, the tutors are like well write with your audience in mind just like this but i don't know exactly especially on a fine art oh, i know we keep it, especially on fine art but like all our tutors have such different subject areas and yeah. we don't know i mean we have our individual tutor but we don't know who's going to be secondary marking it and like exactly. i know that there's some tutors who know the anthropocene and all the critiques really well and my thing won't be particularly groundbreaking but then I know there's other people who might not even know what it is yeah. and so it's like how much time do i spend Defining the Anthropocene to begin with, to then even spend the rest of my dissertation yeah. going against it, or how much do I go? This is what the Anthropocene is, and like, it's just so hard because so many of the critiques, like when she's talking about slavery, it's like, do I need to give the entire history of like colon- colonialization and slavery? It's like, I don't want to undersell it and be like, here's a sentence on a really horrendous thing that happened, but oh, it's just yeah, it's hard. difficult <laughs> to know like where to yeah, like at what level to kind of go for yeah because yeah like you said like obviously the people we have are tutors who Mm -hmm. have a different level of understanding to other tutors Mm. who have a different level of understanding to students um and then you've got like like family members or like it like there is not one reader exactly there's a lot and like it's do you know what i mean like if i was writing a dissertation for like I don't know for my dad to read mm. compared to like my dissertation tutor who has a phd in fine art and is exceptionally knowledgeable about the areas i'm looking at mm-hmm. clearly i'd go into like different levels of basic explanation for mm. different people so i get i do get that it's hard to know like where That's to draw difficult. the line because yeah. like you said we have chosen our specialist areas therefore mm we are knowledge about our specialist areas. Yeah. So it can be difficult to, like, gauge the right amount of explaining. Yeah, it's like when you put a quote in, and something I've done before is put a quote in and being like, well, the quote says exactly what I wanted to say, yeah. that's why I used it, and then yeah. I'll move on. And then I get the feedback of, like, I've not done enough with my own, like, critical voice, which I completely understand, but then it's like, I just struggle with then knowing how much to explain something because I just feel like I'm repeating it. But that's kind of what you've got to do, is you've got to then put it in your own words and, like, use it in your argument, but I just yeah I struggle to know like how much to explain something because mm. yeah like we've said depends who you're writing it for yeah it's just a bit mind reading it is but anyways yes I mean I feel like we've covered the structure covered we've off. we've had a stress yes however. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to say, I am so excited to read your dissertation. Oh, thanks! Like you. genuinely so excited. Oh, thanks. I mean, I also am very excited to read yours. <laughs> I'm very excited to read mine as well. I'm excited for this to be over. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is another thing that I'd, I always say. Is like, I just kind of want to read everyone's yes dissertation. Like, I'm just so nosy. And yours. I might might have to ask. And I might just have to be like, you know, it's an honor. Show dissertation to Yeah, with I'll just me? publish mine on. I'm sure that's completely legal to. Not publish, but you know, um, upload just, something before it's been around. It, but yeah, um, yeah. Well, wow. know I'm I'm looking forward to like looking forward to this being done, but like for a multitude of reasons, not yeah. just for the fact that this is a lot to do. Mm. But like, I'm excited to read mine. I'm excited to read yours. Mm-hmm excited so to read anyone else's who wants to share it with us um hint hint <laughs> oh yes yes can you send them to our instagram can you send a dissertation to an instagram i don't know that you could
1: we we'll a way instagram oh, might crash.
0: we do have an instagram thing to mention if yes if we're done on the dissertation yes i think so i'm not sure we brought that to a very clear end but like essentially that was what that was it was just a yes. splurge of our thoughts for ourselves and in case anyone wanted Hope you to enjoyed listen. we certainly did <laughs> Um, yes instagram Mm -hmm. so obviously last episode halloween episode oh yes hope you all enjoyed yes um we did of course throw the question of vampirism out again Mm. so we do now have an official answer for whether or not people are a vampire (laughs) yeah because obviously we did it before it was very even before when Mm. we did it very yeah because i think oh yeah because we did it on both of ours individually yeah and it was very much like yours was like 55% one way and yours was the other way and mine was like 55% the other way probably both of like mine was no and yours was yes Yes, Yeah. I I think so but Mm. yeah it was very very close so we did put it on our Instagram page and it is the definitive result turns out that apparently people don't want to be vampires (laughs) I mean to be fair that's not to say that that's the right answer, but that's just... It's not. It's not the, the right answer. I think you <laughs> should be a vampire. <laughs> you can do what you like, but just just so in case anyone needs to know, most people probably don't want to be a vampire. Yeah, I mean, it was still pretty close, though. But it was. It was yeah. close. There were a couple of outside answers that were later on the poll, I. Yes. i.e. my parents and Alice, and they were not to out anyone, but knows. So <laughs> yes. that's a little bit of extra. But also, I appreciate not everyone answer the poll in terms of it was only 24 hours yeah it's a quick turnaround but we'll never get the whole world (laughs) no and we did say that we do one final poll on it so i admit that (laughs) perhaps (laughs) most people don't want to be a vampire (laughs) but that's all good for you because it's just more human blood for you less competition delightful brilliant (laughs) and on that oh i was going to be like and on that bombshell but i don't really want to end on a top gear reference or a ah. vampire reference. I think I'd what, rather what, a vampire. What kind of reference would you like to end on? Um, I'm going to go and make some spaghetti bolognese. Okay. Because we've had the, the carrots before. Yeah, to be fair. With the... And there might be carrots in this bolognese, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> on that food-based note. I hope everyone else has some good food plans coming up. Yeah, I guess it depends what time of day they're listening to this. Yeah. Either way, Either enjoy. way. enjoy. Enjoy your, your food. food. Almost. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I broke. Right we'll speak. End. We'll speak to you again. We'll I always th- struggle with that bit. I got yeah. it down for a while, and now I struggled again. It's. You'll we'll hear speak. us again. Yeah. In two weeks. Yeah. Exciting. Brilliant. Brilliant. Bye bye. <laughs>